Hello and welcome to another episode of the Overcoming Life Podcast. I'm your host, Nashawn. Great to see you guys again. Sorry I've been missing for the last couple of days. I've uh, been busy. <laughs> um, yeah, I had some... I have these... I, I'm a wrestling coach, and so I'll have people come in every now and again. And when they come in, uh, I'll teach them wrestling. And so I got a couple of kids taking up, like, the two hours that I would normally uh, sit here and do a podcast. But with that being said... There is a lot of information. We live in the world of information, my friends. And because we live in the world of information, it is important that we are learning not only the right information at the right time, but being open to some information that is that is out there. I mean, I I just feel that there is so much disinformation and misinformation that we, I don't know, I just find myself wanting to know some things. And if you're like me, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast at all, you you know, man, there's a lot that we're missing. There's a lot that we're not taught. There's, And it's bothersome. I mean, is anyone else bothered by the fact that there is a, a whole universe, a whole multiverse, a whole unum, of information out there and just like the basics of like how like little things work like we there's so much that's kept uh from us and i i don't think that that's a good thing i think that disclosure is a good thing i'm not saying that there's not an amazing uh, point of you know mystery i think mystery is amazing i i feel that the most mysterious things are are the best things in the world but also i i think that there i think that there's information out there that i think is vital for us to understand and know but i think that we've been subject to this world that is really a slave world and i'm not saying that in the sense of like I guess I'm not saying it in the like the biblical Christian sense right now. I'm like saying it in the sense of like we this is a slave planet. Um, if if there are other worldly beings or extraterrestrials or other things like that that exist, um, which I definitely believe that there do that there are because I just do not believe at this moment in this point in time that there that we are the only people here. I mean, even the scriptures talk about angels and demons and. You know, every culture has its jinns and its um, powers and principalities. And what do you think these principalities and dominions and powers and and rulers of the heavenly places are? I mean, the scriptures talk about it all the time. So, um, you know, I don't think any true believer of of the scripture of the Bible um, can say that there's no other worldly beings. But I will say that we may underestimate the power and the control of these otherworldly beings in the sense that uh, not only are they like spiritual, like these spiritual entities, like, but they are, they have their own thoughts, they have their own agenda, they have their own plan, and that whole plan and agenda is really um, the destruction and the imprisonment of humanity and human souls, that is to say. And 
uh, with that being said, this prison planet being a place where we are subject to this dense energy that I think is good. I, th- I think it's good in some ways, but I also think it's bad in some ways because um, what I've been learning recently is like how thought is energy, right? And so intention and thought, when you put them together, they will eventually end up in some type of manifestation of of whatever you're putting your intentions and thoughts on, right? But uh, we live in a world where that energy is like way denser, and so uh, it just takes a little bit more time. It takes a little bit more effort for those things to actually fully come to to pass. And now, uh, I was listening to this professor the other day. Was talking about um, consciousness, and um, as I've been studying consciousness, and as I've been listening to these things. I'm coming to find out, man, some of this stuff is challenging information, right? So you're taking like physics, you're taking um, science uh, or quantum physics, and you are, we're trying to figure out the, and put words to a, a world and a realm that doesn't have words and descriptors to describe, right? Um, I talked a little bit in our in my last podca- podcast about neurosensors, right? Uh, extended neural sensing in which um, uh, a, a photon avatar is created and these bio minds of people, these humans, their bio mind, um, I don't think it's their soul or their spirit, but it's like, I, I, maybe, I guess maybe it is their soul, goes and explores uh, different, like they go and explore the extent, the extents of uh, not only the universe, but the the unum, the unum, and um, from so far what I've understand, there there, gosh, there is just so there is just levels to this information, guys. There is levels to this stuff, and I'm I to be honest, if I um the way that I understand is is, is God gives every single person some information. And he gives everyone desire. He gives everyone passion for for a season and time. And how you steward that will determine how much you grow in your faith. It will determine how much you grow in um, and how much your conscious base is, is expanded. And the cool part is, is if your conscious base is ex- expanded, um, that is to say, uh, when you can accept beliefs that maybe you couldn't accept before um, because maybe we were just indoctrinated to believe that um, that's not possible or that can't be real, when we expand those conscious beliefs, then um, then it will it does allow us to um, I don't know it just I think it allows us to see the world in a different way and then maybe even create for ourselves and our surroundings a, a better world. Uh, the other day I was talking about um, with a couple of friends of mine and my wife, I was asking myself, you know, is does religion in some ways keep people in this perpetual state of victimhood? And the... To be honest, the answer that I've come to is is 
in some ways, yes. You know, it's it's this, you are this broken, twisted, sinful, you know, whatever I'm labeling you, and it's a bad thing, and you're evil, and you're bad, and you can't, you can't do anything about it. And not only can you not do anything about it, um, you are destined to live a life separate from everything that makes humanity good and everything that that is good if you don't if you don't get saved. And it it to me, I don't know. I, I feel that there's just this I feel that there's something inherently wrong with this victim mentality. You know, and I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm speaking in general with regards to religion and any type of religion that like creates victim slaves. And I don't think that they're doing it necessarily on perfect, on on purpose. But I believe that they may not really realize what they're doing because they themselves are a product of a victim slave mentality. And so, what does this victim slave mentality say? What does it do? This victim slave mentality says you that Jesus loves you in your brokenness. And it like almost keeps it there. It's like Jesus loves you in your brokenness. And the kind of the more broken you are, the better. Isn't that odd? And it's like, yeah, like of course you want to grow in Christ. Of course, but but then it's oh it always goes back to you. I can't do anything. I can't do anything. I am useless, worthless, valueless, nothing apart from apart from him. And I you know, I don't want to sound like a heretic, but I'm just like that seem there's some that seems like a very odd relationship to me. In any kind of relationship where a, a, a man and a woman, and a woman is just like, I'm nothing without this person. I am, you know, disgusting. I'm not beautiful. I'm, but he made me beautiful. You know, it's like, it's, it's, it, you'd be like, yo, y'all need, you might need some therapy or your husband's uh, a, a narcissistic psychopath. Listen, you have value and worth on it. You don't need to be saved all the time. And I feel like that's what I feel like that's the perpetuation. It's like this idea that like all the time you need to be saved. I'm not saying that we can't grow and heal from the trauma that we've been experiencing on this life, on this on this planet. But I am saying that it's a we have Christ in us. And if Christ is in us, then um, and I would say that everyone has the the. Not only is Christ in them, but there is obviously the born again process that in which um, the seed of God, who is Christ, uh, the 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 seed of God and our souls, you know, Christ is is the byproduct of that. But we have to remember that Christ too is he's the creator of all things, right? All things are made through him and for him. And without him was not anything made that was made. In him is life, and the life was the light of men. So the life that everyone lives and exists, and the source of that life is Christ. The rationale of man is Christ. Um, the ability to distinguish good from evil, the wisdom is Christ. Christ is wisdom. And even if it's 
Um, not, I'm not saying earthly wisdom, but I'm saying that any type of even lower form of wisdom, any type of um, basic understanding or knowledge of good and evil, that is, that's Christ. And so no one is really a, without Christ. I do, well, I, I would say that there's the anointing of the set-apart spirit that not everyone has. And I think that that comes from um, being set apart, right? And only God can do that. But um, the reason I say that is if Christ is in us and if inherently, um, um, if inherently we, I'm not saying that we don't have a part to play with regards to belief, like, of course, but like at the end of the day, God is the one that has to open our eyes to see. He's the one that cl- closes eyes and opens eyes. So I'm like, stepping outside the realm of time here for a second i'm stepping outside of the realm of time the time in a linear sense and i'm going outside to the eternal outside of uh, of time and by doing that what i'm saying is we are already in his hands we are all like from the very beginning he said it was finished and it was finished. So everything is as it should be at the end in the beginning. And he in the scriptures actually says he declares the end from the beginning. We are just now experiencing that. So, I mean, who's to say Christ isn't already in everyone? Like, who's to say that Christ being deposited into people is a moment in time? Like I don't know necessarily that is an, a moment in time. I don't know. I I wouldn't I wouldn't um be afraid to be challenged on that. I'm not saying it's true or false. I'm just, you know, kind of speaking my my thoughts right now. Um my little my little uh rant. But this is the kind of stuff I've been thinking about recently. And the reason I bring up Christ is 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 and I don't know why it's so hard for me to say this, but what if it's the case that Christ in us is saving us? You know, maybe like like we are so we are so interested and we're so um, indoctrinated with this belief that something on the outside has to come in and save us. And what if what Christ did on the cross, maybe what if that is it? You know, the finished work of Christ. And maybe like we are all saved and are all being saved and all will be saved. And and we're in this we're in this state of being where like we are saved. You're good. And you don't need someone to constantly come and save you. Because I feel like if you think like that, then you will always see yourself as a sinner in desperate need of help because you're a terrible person. And you're not a terrible person. You're not a bad person. You don't have to you don't have to live with that identity. You don't have to live with that framework and that mind. And the reality is too is that we I'm not saying that we can save ourselves, but I'm saying that we play a role in the salvation. We play a role in salvation because if we weren't manifesting Christ, if Christ wasn't being, wasn't rising up inside of us, then how could, how can other people see what it means to be loved and saved and to be valued? And if you don't show that to somebody else, then how can you show them what salvation is? And so you are playing a role in salvation. And so, you know, of course, it's what Jesus did. But like what Jesus did is like creating the snowball effect 
that is affecting everybody and you are a part of that. You're a part of saving not only yourself, but a part of saving humanity. And whether that looks like submitting through obedience, whether that looks like enduring through the fire, like whether that means um, relying on God, like you are a part of this. We are this. Co- we are co-heirs and cooperative. We're in this cooperative relationship with God. It's not just like him picking us up all the time. It's like him teaching us so that we, of course, he's going to pick us up, but it's also him teaching us so that we can help pick up other people. And maybe one day we'll be able to pick up ourselves too. Right. So I don't know. That's, that was my little rant. I I guess I didn't really mean to go off on all that, but I mean, I guess you guys get the point. So that being said, we, I, I just think it's important that you and I and everybody, we understand. Um, we we I don't. I just want us to be awakened and aware of um, a different perspective. Perspective is good. There's nothing wrong with perspective. Um, being able to see through in in multiple ways, in multiple fashions, shapes, forms. There's so many ways to see life, and. I don't know. I think in some ways um, we put limitations on our own existence. We put limitations on our own um, ability. We put limitations on God when we do that. If God has made us to be these intuitive thinking creatures, then then he's not going to be afraid of us searching more for the truth and and just seeking. I don't think he's going to I don't think he'd be afraid of that. So I want to there's this one little part I wanted to sh- to share right before we get into our kind of our teaching. And it's a blueprint for mind control, which I was reading. It's called a it's actually a book called Blueprint for Mind Control. And I thought this was really interesting and and maybe just kind of leave you with this as a as a as a thought, you know, as as you kind of just hear for yourself. So, um, essentially, it's this it's this this blueprint. There's a there's a blueprint for mind control, and it requires three beliefs installed into the victim's mind. So we, um, I guess, humanity would be the victims. You and I would be the victims born into this this uh, prison planet. Um, with, you know, all this trauma, with all this stuff. But um, the first is the belief that the target is broken. You are broken, messed up, sinful, evil, uh, separate from, from love, separate from God, no value, no worth, no nothing. And the next part is, uh, the second thing is, uh, well, that you're unable to fix it, that you're so messed up and broken, but also you can't do crap about it. And then the third is you're offered salvation through sacrifice. And you're recruited, the person, you and I, were recruited in a moment of inner abandonment. And then you submit to the external compass for guidance. And it's like, 
I know what the scripture says in Jeremiah 17. Um, it says the heart is, is deceitful and wicked. Who can understand it, right? And there is some truth to that, right? Because we're selfish. We don't understand ourselves. We don't know ourselves, but it's because we're not taught to know ourselves. We're not taught to trust ourselves. We're not taught anything like that. So, I'm of course, like, yeah, the, the heart is deceitful because we've been deceived. We're born into a world deceived. Of course, we're, we don't trust ourselves and it's sick, right? Because we've been taught this this sickness this we've been born into a world with with this disease and this virus and that's not our fault but you know we want to be able to trust ourselves and we want to be able to trust something in life and it would be cool if we could even trust ourselves but like oftentimes i feel that many of the controls from religion and higher education teach you the complete opposite they tell you to uh they tell you, don't trust yourself. Don't ask questions. Listen to us. Do what we say. This is right. A, B, C, D, E. And that's it. I just have my opinions about that. I've never been um, one of the people who really enjoyed school for that reason because I enjoyed the social life, but... As far as the education goes, like, I didn't learn crap from school because I'm like, I, I don't think like this. My mind does not work in, in systematically like you're, you're, you want it to work. Like, I have too many questions. I, I want to know where things come from. I want to know source. I want to know uh, history. I want to know what is happening and why this is happening and who, who said this first and who, where, did, where did they come up with it and where is the history behind Tell us about the history about the behind the Pythagorean theorem, and you'll find out that it has to do with mystery, um, with uh, philosophy. Pythagoras, right? Um, who was uh, initiated into the mysteries of Babylon, Babylonian mysteries, y'all? So there's like all this spiritual connotation that's going on, and we know nothing about it. We're just taught a squared plus b squared equals c squared. We don't know the history. We don't know anything behind it. And you're taught really not to question it because if it works, it works. You know, if it, it's, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But the whole thing's broken and no one's trying to fix it. So what are we going to do? Right. So. And I, I, I feel, um, you know, continuing on on, on this, uh, this other part, it, it talks about how we have our entire lives. We have these forces um, that have suppressed our intuition by devaluing it and shaming it with labels like sinner or racist. We convinced ourselves our inner nature is a dangerous primordial demon. We needed this fear to nudge forth a cohesive society. We tied our fingers to puppet strings as a process of cultural evolution. But behind this lack of freedom... We will always be hurting. Until our intuition comes forth and plays the drum freely, we remain slaves, open to the winds of suggestion. We are living in a psychology prison. The inmates call the rational mind. This is the cloak over your head as you walk down the steps to the initiation. The war 
for our mind is fractal. The tribe outside is tormented in the same way. Controls from religion and higher education attempt to subdue our common intuition in the same way and for the same reasons. These societal forces compete to be our mind's captain. Before this mental serfdom, we are naked in the forest. Isn't that kind of deep a little bit? It's this it's just this ritual that we that we get a part of. And it's this idea that something is there to beat our intuition into submission. And so if the intuition is beaten into submission, then um, you know, it's it's you can just abandon yourself. You can abandon um who you were meant to be, the blueprint for who you were meant to be. And, you know, I it's like, man, I don't know. I mean, God told Joshua, be strong and be courageous. Be strong and courageous. And I'm not saying, you know, it was like believe in yourself. I'm not saying that it's, you know, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, should I have any belief? Should I have any faith in myself? Can you have any faith in yourself? Or have you, like I have been taught my whole life, just keep your head down, be humble, and literally don't trust yourself at all because you are a sinner and you're messed up and you can't trust really your own desire. Isn't that crazy? Doesn't that sound like mind control? Well, Thank you so much. I know this was kind of like a, a little bit more of a depressing one. I mean, I, I I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm just projecting my own feelings right now. But that's this is I'm I, I didn't really have this plan to to talk about, but uh, it's what I talked about. So, um, I guess in our next episode we're gonna be talking about speaking the truth in love, and what that means and how we can how we can do that and why uh why God might remove us from the church for a certain period of time because the church needs protection from self-righteous people who um think that they know everything and can uh, you know force other people's eyes open to see people whose eyes are closed because God has them closed i used to be one of those people um and i got my fair share of correction from the father on those things so i mean i hope i i I hope i've learned my lesson but uh all right guys this is a lot blessings to you peace from god keep on seeking keep on searching it's going to be all right it is going to be okay you're gonna get through it